Music with a message on KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you, and uh, welcome back from vacation. Well, thank you, and it's great to talk to you as well. What's on your mind for today? Well, um, I'm looking around at old hymns the next few weeks, and uh, this one was one of our old uh, our old pastor friend, Pastor Coleman's favorites. Uh, every year we used to have a mission festival at our church, have a guest speaker come in and talk about uh, wherever it was that they were serving or wherever, whatever country it was that their ministry was supporting. And every time Pastor Coleman chose a hymn for that Sunday, it was the hymn from Greenland's Icy Mountains. I know a couple of weeks ago you said you're not sure you even remember that hymn. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure. Okay. Well, I, I looked around and I noticed that uh, that hymn didn't make it into our 2006 hymnal. So I had to go back to the 1941 hymnal, and there it was. So um, let me give you let me give you the uh, the first verse at any rate goes like this. From Greenland's icy mountains, from India's coral strand, where Africa's sunny fountains roll down their golden sand, from many an ancient river, from many a palmy plain, they call us to deliver their land from error's claim. And um, so I did a little research, as I often do for these uh, programs, and I found this same story word for word in two of my hymn story books. So here's, here's the story behind the hymn. In 1819, a royal letter was sent to all the parishes of the Church of England authorizing a collection to be taken to aid the Society for the Propagation of the Gospel in Foreign Lands. Reginald Abair's father-in-law asked him to preach at his Sunday evening service, and after the royal letter came, the father-in-law asked if Reginald knew any appropriate hymn that could be used to promote a special ministry offering. Hebert couldn't think of one, so he went into a corner of the room for 20 minutes. When he returned, he showed three stanzas to his father-in-law. His father-in-law liked them, but Hebert wasn't quite satisfied, so he wrote a fourth stanza just to give a more triumphant ending to the hymn. Here's the fourth stanza. Waft ye winds his story, and you ye waters roll, till like a sea of glory it spreads from pole to pole, till o'er our ransomed nature the Lamb for sinners slain, Redeemer, King, Creator, in bliss returns to reign. But there's more to Reginald Hebert's story. Here it goes. When he wrote the hymn, Hebert didn't know that India did not have coral strands, nor did he realize that he would soon be appointed Bishop of Calcutta, India, where he served for the rest of his life. The Christian Church was just waking up to the missionary challenge in the early uh, 19th century when Hebert wrote his hymn, but because of it, Christians in succeeding generations have been powerfully reminded that the Great Commission applies to every generation. Remember the words of Jesus, and these are the ones that are very familiar. At the end of St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus came and said to the disciples, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. But we aren't always that enthusiastic about being sent elsewhere than where we live to make disciples of all nations. I don't know if that's the case for you, Gary, or not. In both of our careers, we have ended up living in different towns from where we grew up. Right. Both the ministry and and radio have a way of doing that to you. (laughs) My first radio job was in Tennessee, actually. All right. A whole new state, even. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's an interesting place. Mm -hmm. It was nice. If you like music, that's the place to go. Right. I remember a funny little song in the 1990s that explained our reservations for traveling internationally in this way. And it might have been written in uh, Tennessee, for all I know. It goes like this. Please don't send me to Africa. I don't think that I've got what it takes. I'm just a man. I'm not a Tarzan. Don't like lions, gorillas, or snakes. I'll serve you in suburbia in my comfortable middle-class life. But please don't send me out to the brush where the natives are restless at night. <laughs> that was Interesting. Uh, uh, sung by Scott Wesley Brown in 1995. Yeah. And, and so that was a popular Christian song at the time. Uh, maybe that attitude is just what we need to have mission festivals and offerings so that we can be motivated. Uh, we know another original Bear hymn very well. It's called Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Uh, he wrote this hymn to celebrate the reality of our God, who is the creator, redeemer, and restorer of all we know in this world. Even in a nation where Christianity is in a minority, and in India it's about 2%, we need to proclaim the truth of the God who is always present. And so here are the familiar words from Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. You see, at least you know that hymn. Can you imagine, you know, the motivation to write a hymn about the Trinity in an environment where people didn't accept any sort of comprehension of what the Trinity was? Right. In Hebert's life, it just intensified his uh, dedication to doctrine, of Mm -hmm. all things. (laughs) So, you mentioned uh, Reverend Coleman at the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Reverend Dr. Alvin Coleman. He was the, I know he was the uh, president of the Southern Illinois District for a while. President of the Southern Illinois District for uh, close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he took over and he started a, a Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Collinsville, right. he was the, he was the uh, first pastor of that church. <laughs> And uh, when he became district president, it was just in a kind of an interesting progression of a whole bunch of things that happened. Pastor Coleman happened to be the first vice president, so he moved up. Um, He was invited after he became district president to be pastor at our little Jerusalem Lutheran Church. And um, he had to go and ask the district board and all the rest of that if that was okay, because it wasn't normal for uh, district presidents to serve congregations at the same time they were district president. But this was a small congregation, and uh, everybody decided this would be okay. 
so he basically arranged to have people come to Jerusalem Lutheran from the seminary or someplace like that over in St. Louis three weeks uh, a month. And then the fourth week of the month, he would come and celebrate communion, and he would be the supervising pastor. So it sounds he like he served the Lord mostly there in southern Illinois. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did serve for a while in Iowa before that. But yeah. He served in southern Illinois a great percentage of his of his ministry. And that's the Lutheran and, Church, Missouri Synod, just for our listeners who aren't LCMS, right. Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, southern Illinois district. So uh, right. a great guy. I've met him and talked to him several times. One time was there at Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. I think a year after that is when he passed away, actually. so. Yeah, he, um, he was very retired. Long ago. He retired only about a year before that. Right. And he mentioned to me that uh, I had to uh, I had to last until I was 86 also <laughs> since I succeeded him in the congregation, yeah. which means I have a few years left to go. Yeah, that's the last time I talked to him right there at Jerusalem where you are now. So, again, a great conversation. Can you Wonderful lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, let's do that. Lord, it is so good for us to know that your good news is meant for all the world to hear. We, like Reginald Hebert, learn that your word can be proclaimed where we live and where we're sent. For we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Doug. You're welcome, Gary. Next week, we're going to take a look at another old hymn. This one's called Beulah Land. Okay. Sounds good. We're right. the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well at Facebook.com slash KFUO Radio.